Hello, and welcome to the Voices of Rathdown podcast. This podcast has been set up to give politicians, organisations, and humans in the Rathdown area a platform. This is to engage and empower people in their local community. I'm your host, Caitlin Grant, and I believe in the importance of getting involved in your area. Today I invite you to listen to my interview with Daniel Dunn, a Green Party councillor in the Dundrum area. We're going to talk about social justice, climate change, the Dundrum 2030 project, and the need to slow down and appreciate the new bike lanes around you. So let's get right into it. Well, yeah, so thank you so much for joining me on this fine evening tonight um, during the global pandemic, as we've discussed. Um, So everyone listening now, this is Daniel Dunn, and he is a Green Party councillor, if I'm correct. That's (laughs) Um, correct. Perfect. Wouldn't want to make that mistake now. (laughs) Um, Daniel, would you like to introduce yourself and maybe tell our listeners, like, what got you inspired to getting involved in politics? Well, um, that's a. Uh, well, I've been interested in politics a long time since I'm uh, I'm into my fifties now, and I was originally interested as a teenager. Um, so I've always been interested in social justice and um, uh, global issues. And uh, if you're interested in global issues, well, climate change is um, one of the number one issues there is. So, um, so between those two themes. Uh, I've either been involved in uh, single-issue campaigns uh, to do with global justice or involved in political parties. Um, I was involved at various times with uh, the Labour Party and and with the Green Party. Um, I don't actually think there's a huge difference between the Labour Party and the Green Party. Um, And um, yeah, so I've actually gone across a couple of times between the parties, um, really, just I, I'm, I'm focused on outcomes and um, whatever thing I have to join to get those outcomes. Um, that's that's what I do. Um, yeah, that's really interesting, actually, because I also come up from a perspective that you know the parties are there to make sure that things are being done and that, like, as you say, like social justice and climate change and global warming, they're all going to impact us all. So why not, like? work together and make sure these goals are you know achieved um but then other people might think oh no there has to be um people in specific parties and you know much more division well you know sometimes there is a difference of um values and um you know different people have different emphasis if they're faced with a choice between two things and um yeah there's different traditions Different people have different worldviews and different ways of looking at things. Um, I mean, as I say, I don't think the jump between Labour and the Greens was that big, although the Greens have introduced a lot of new ways of thinking about things um, as a global movement in the last, you know, 30 years and uh, or last 50 years, really. Um, so I'm always trying to integrate the best ideas from different traditions. Um, and then actual practical politics gets quite messy and some people are more pure about things they want to um they'll stay out of government because they think they won't get enough done or whatever you know they'll have a genuine um reason for taking certain 
pragmatic decisions and then other people be more oh we have to be in there in order to get things done and um, they don't get as much done as people might want them to get done and you know so and then things happen you know like economic crises and pandemics and all that you know, so yeah things we can't predict it is very difficult to see from a point of view whether it is easier to you know get more involved i feel like getting involved in a party helps you get involved in you know your area you get to speak to like-minded people and you know enter those kind of discussions but i suppose there's a lot of organizations around that you could also involve yourselves in and um, i'm just interested when you said that you were originally interested in politics when you were younger and the social justice and global warming were obviously relevant then and still relevant now. I'm just wondering if you'd like to expand on maybe the issues that were happening maybe when you were a teenager and how they're still like relevant now. Well, um, I mean, inequality um, in society and global inequality are uh, unfortunately perennial uh, patterns uh, that have been there a long time. Um, I actually was involved before I was in a political party. I was in uh, Vincent de Paul, and um, I was visiting poor people in my own neighbourhood, and that was a kind of uh, formative. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was. I mean, how would I put it? It was. I reacted against the personal side of charity because I actually found it a bit um, embarrassing going and meeting people and, and being this you know, benefactor going in and um, helping them in this small way when the reasons for the poverty were probably more structural and societal. Um, so, yeah, um, I mean, I don't know where all these things come from. I mean, I've, I've, I guess I've always been interested in current affairs, but um, so, yeah, so inequality is, you know, has been a motivating thing. And global inequality, I don't know where all that came from. I think... Um, when I was about 17, there was uh, a famine in Ethiopia. There was band aid and live aid and all that. And that was a kind of a first step to um, kind of expanding consciousness about the different circumstances people find themselves in. And again, there was that pattern of, uh, you know, starting from the charity point of view and then asking about the structures and, and all that. Two, you know, there are two things that. Um, I've never actually even noticed that pattern pattern before in, 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 in looking back on things, but there, there are two things actually where I started uh, in charities. And um, I mean, I started, I remember doing a fast in school and um, my good friend who, who did the fast, the two of us organized this fast and uh, my good friend has passed away since, um, you know, that was young idealistic people trying to make a difference, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely. And as you were saying, like there's there was issues then, there's similar issues now with inequalities. And although there are projects being set up and funding set up, you know, there's still quite there in society. There's still inequalities that we're talking about today. And it's interesting you brought up um, starting in charities and expanding because I was involved at St. Vincent de Paul there for a year and a half, maybe before the pandemic happened, just like getting the the training and you know I was volunteering in the shops there and I think there was in St James's you go in and you just say hi to everyone in the hospital and mm. you know and it's really just 
like when people think about politics they think about power you know they think about money and you know oh they're just doing it for the money and like you know what are they going to do they're not going to help us but the root of most politicians is that wanting to help help on that local level and community and St Vincent de Paul is just such an example of an organization who do exactly that just going around talking to people you know just get having those conversations yeah it's 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 a good observation yeah i mean i guess people yeah a lot of people think politics is just about people make getting power or position or an awful lot of people in politics are motivated by good um wanting to make the world a better place you know people in different traditions and uh yeah we disagree a lot on how to do it and um i mean i guess there are some people who are just um motivated by position but um you know i think people don't uh don't need to be cynical maybe as they as they, as they uh seem to be sometimes yeah absolutely i think it's very easy especially in the last year we've seen that it's easy to blame whoever's in charge you know when we're when we're stuck at home you know our jobs are being cut that there's huge issues with you know homelessness and poverty and inequality and what do we want to do we want to blame the tea shock we want to blame this person when really it's been around for hundreds of years and it's really a structural change that you know is important i suppose it is easier for people on the outside looking in to just say oh that guy you know he's just wrecking the country <laughs> have you been on have you been on twitter kate now <laughs> i don't think you'd get on there <laughs> uh, yeah no it's um that's a very positive outlook. you know that's a very positive generous outlook i mean it is genuinely more you know i mean my party's in government now and it is genuinely more complicated than people sometimes realize you know trying to uh um, react to everything and um, make a make gradual progress, you know. And uh, most of what, most of the benefits we have in society, most of the good things we have in society, were kind of incremental changes. I know it, it doesn't cut much ice with some people, but um, a lot of these things have just been gradual, gradual things that have been implemented and people have built up support for, and um, and they may not have gotten much credit at the time. You know, free secondary education, social welfare, all these things were just ministers at various times bringing them bringing them in you know so yeah exactly and there's so many like as you say like these small changes they just make such a big difference like social welfare and you know free school and now we're trying to get third level education even and you know if we do eventually get the free third third level education then that would be an absolutely like incredible achievement but people in 50 or 100 years from now you know if universities still exist they just think oh yeah no that's that's been around for ages so i think you're right it's very easy to you know adapt and get used to the new kind of things but sure a few years ago um we didn't have as many lgbt rights and you know the whole period poverty uh campaigns and stuff we wouldn't even have talked about periods you know never mind have huge campaigns so it is amazing what you can do in a few years and i think we need to definitely like celebrate those little little differences to make sure we're motivated to make even bigger ones you know you know i guess uh, over you know being being a bit older i've seen some of these changes at first time so i do maybe appreciate certain things um but then for younger people coming up it, it's up to every generation to actually push the um push things a bit further so i have no problem with you know people coming along and, and setting a, a new higher bar you know and um uh, there's always a lot more to be done. Some things go forward and back a bit, you know, like the free third level education. 
you know, that's been one step forward, two steps back. It was um, it was kind of free for a while under the whatever government that was, Labour and Fianna Fáil or somebody. Um, and then the charges have crept back in. Even though I'm not that critical, people would be quite critical of how positive I am, positive I am um, over the kind of all the political scheme in Ireland maybe um but I think you do you have to recognize that every party um no party is perfect you know or else Ireland will be we'd be like Sweden or one of those countries you know (laughs) (laughs) so you know we're all to blame but we're all to be proud of as well um but I do I do think it's it is important sometimes to be critical so I'm gonna put you on the spot and ask okay. you since you've been in uh, politics for I'd say quite a few years now are there any like critical things you want to address or maybe there's things that you would have thought in the past that were good maybe they weren't or even things you've seen in the news or in within your party or outside your party that maybe you wouldn't have voted for if you had to or you know would have set, <laughs> spoken out against if you wanted to so uh, are you just laying out some uh, mines in front of me there a uh, minefield for me to walk through there just a few yeah <laughs> um well i did take a break from politics for a, a good while in the middle of all that which is which i recommend to anyone um you know growing up <laughs> because it gives you uh, uh, an extra perspective and um, to be just away from it all for a good while I mean I guess I mean I've changed my views uh, over the years and become a lot more pragmatic um, from where I started and a lot of that is based on just experience of different aspects of life you know working for a big company working for myself working in NGOs you know just different seeing things from different sides in terms of being critical of people I mean it's a Politics is it's a very complicated business in that something like the incremental changes I was mentioning earlier on, like they can be the things where somebody just doesn't get that much credit for pushing something and building up support for over a long period of time and then getting into power and delivering it. Yeah, so I'm not very purist. So, so, and sometimes different parties con- contribute different elements to things. So, I mean, at the moment, my main reason for supporting the Greens being in government is that the climate crisis was so urgent and I think they are making a difference. I mean, today we have the um, climate bill being considered by the cabinet. I think they are making a difference. Yeah, in terms of things that frustrate me, I mean, as a local county councillor, I'm frustrated that politicians in the Dáil, most of whom have probably been county councillors at some stage, haven't put any energy behind reforming local government and um, I think local government is kind of uh, a little bit broken. The system is a little bit broken, and um, so it's it's quite frustrating being a county councillor, in, in my view, in terms of trying to get outcomes. I was mentioning outcomes, and at the start of the hour, achieving outcomes as a county councillor is, is takes a lot of effort for a small amount of output. You know, so um, it can be such a long turnaround to get small, concrete achievements you know, be it a new playground somewhere or, you know. And that said, with the Greens being in government, we have gotten a lot of concrete stuff between, but it has really come from the central side of things. So if you look at the pedestrianization of Blundrum and Blackrock and big increase in active travel measures, that has really come, been supported by central finance. Like there's a million a day being spent on active travel uh, initiatives. And that's coming from, um, you know, M and Ryan's department. So. 
but it does it does mean that when you're in, in government as a small party that uh, you have to swallow down hard on some stuff you may not like you know and um, and that's tricky because you can lose some of the people that would have been supporting you or you know it can be hard to bring people along with you if you've done a deal with people who are coming from a different worldview maybe I, I think my party and government are doing big things you know with, you know recovering the bogs and stopping taking fossil fuels out of the ground and out of the sea and um, hopefully lots of big investment in uh, clean energy and after transport and all that there's so much going on and we don't even notice until we see it happening you know then we forget about it and we just kind of you know adapt to our new environments like walking around you know the kind of wrath dense lorgan you know as you said like black rock area you can see like loads of people are out on their bikes on the weekends if you just walk around now because the cycle paths are just they're safe now you, so yeah it's just so lovely to see that and like the little changes you know like the traffic lights <laughs> and the playgrounds you know because you can't just build loads and loads of houses which is what's happening now and then where you're good your kids gonna go or like where the teens gonna hang out and stuff like that so there needs to be um facilities that can cater for you know the housing that needs to be put in place as well i would like you if you wouldn't mind to just comment specifically as you have already on the Rathdown area maybe even the county development plan if you have any opinions on that yeah um i mean the county development plan well i don't know if you've seen the full plan it's very so, big hold, hold up one, of, one of the bits here <laughs> you can see how thick it is yeah we do have a good uh, planning department and uh, there is a lot of good stuff in the, in the draft plan. For me, as a few things that come together, big issues like housing and transport and climate change, all those things kind of are linked together. So what I want to see is good kind of compact planning where you have high capacity transport and sufficient density of housing with you know the planned amenities that you were mentioning there along with the housing. And that all makes for a more balanced way of life in terms of climate and uh, sociability. Sustainability, we call it these days, I suppose. Um, That's the key word that keeps popping yeah, up everywhere. In the county development, so some of these things are just a question of balance. And um, like we've had some big planning, uh, controversial planning developments proposals there in recent times. And a lot of them would be just a little bit too, you know, I try not to be, um, I'm, I'm quite pro-development, but depending on the rules that are set for developers, if the developer is trying to make the most profit. So if you don't have a limit on the amount of floors, they'll go up and up and up and up, or the density or the sizes of the uh, apartments or the amount of public space that's allowed or, you know, so you need good regulation to make sure that you have a reasonable balance in these things. There's a kind of a sweet spot between density, which means that we're not pushing outward all the time as a city and livability and all that. And, and, and then planning all the stuff around the residential development. So, I mean, this I, I, I haven't mentioned any specifics there in terms of places. I'm living around Bellarmine at the moment and you walk sure. around and for most of the time the construction's going on you're like oh construction there's a whole new playground you know or there's some exercise machines and when you walk past them it, you know it's all worth it just nice to see like it's nice for the local community to have a look at that and you, yeah i'm proud of my community we have a, we have a playground and you're not and you're not far from fern hill there um so that's a great um new park that our, our parks department has been very um cutting edge in, in the planning of, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of new thinking in that department and, and um, I, I think our parks department are in, in some ways the envy of, 
of many other account councils to be able to do some of the stuff that they they are doing and um, i think they're always trying to be climate friendly and nature friendly and all that and get the right balance so yeah it's stunning i was there i went up for a walk on the weekend because the five kilometers again you know yes um <laughs> hills my new back garden oh i'm in nature now you know <laughs> and uh if you go up further now i think it's it's tadpole season so that's right yes i did, I did yes. spot some tadpoles in some kind of puddle or river <laughs> you're surrounded by forests in like a matter of kilometers you know you you just smell the fresh air and it just makes all the difference so um, it, it's an incredible addition to to our Rathdown kind of area and I'm sure loads of people have hugely benefited from it especially in the last year yeah I mean I think with the lockdown I mean everyone is kind of appreciating their um their I mean during the 2k actually it was quite interesting because I got a lot of representations queries and all that from people who were just noticing things you know um, nowhere um, else to go <laughs> nowhere else to go but um in a way it's been great and also it's hard to keep up with because um I mean unfortunately you get people who are anti-social and litter all over the place or you know uh, all that you know i mean the parks have just been parks and green spaces have been really heavily used you know it's great that people do take an interest and that we can kind of invest more in them and take good care of them like you know i think like littering has been a bit of a problem i think it's a problem we still have to kind of knock on the head i think there's like a psychology thing like if you if your area is nicer to look at you're less likely to litter i think i was doing a course of or something and it came up saying if there was a alleyway with loads of litter and graffiti and everything like that you're more likely to you know add more to it than if it's spotless and it has flowers and all so i think the nicer we make our place the more people will be able to respect it then yeah yeah no i mean i think you're um i can't remember some name name for that effect i think it's the, the broken window syndrome or whatever they call it but um like I mean, it's, but it's very important for morale i mean i found that um where i live i'm just down by nocove shopping center along the, the hill that goes up on the uh, um east side of it for at one point there a few months ago people were dumping microwave ovens and all kinds of stuff or just stuffing stuffing bags of litter behind the bus shelter down in nocove avenue and um and it was just accumulating i think it was accumulating more litter from um I don't know what, what the cause of it was, but it, w- it was kind of demoralizing. It was kind of making it, it making the whole place seem um, less safe and less uh, attractive. So, I mean, luckily, you know, the council did a clean up, but it just it makes such a huge difference. Those small bits of um, small bits of public space that we share and uh, that we cross by all the time, you know, makes, you know, the daff- all those things, the daffodils and all that makes a big difference, you know. I was in Deer Park there like a few weeks ago and even like the scattering of flowers, you know, it's not everywhere, but there's like small places beside the trees. And you're like, oh, that's an extra bit of color. And, you know, just makes such a difference. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a flower. So just goes to show how much we need to support the bees and make sure there's enough for them to, you know, live in and that there's hedgerows for birds and, you know, other other creatures of our environment. Absolutely. And, um, Cancer working away and all that stuff, and um, uh, let's not mention the property tax, but that's where some of the money goes in terms of uh, our public realm, you know. Yeah, people were a bit in pain from the property tax a few months ago, I think. Some still are, and um, you know, I mean, that's part of the pro- I mean, I think that's uh, as I was saying earlier on, I mean, the reform of the system, I think that's part of the uh, you know, some of the stuff that doesn't work very well because the property tax isn't even directly collected by the council it's directed by collected by um the revenue which are which are good at collecting but they're not very good at communicating 
and uh, in some countries when you pay a local tax they send you they send you a, a list of all the stuff it's paying for you know so um, that would be amazing and it's, it's a more direct link between what people are paying and what they're getting and also i think there's a more direct democracy so over there they would you know they would vote for their mayor who is actually the like the ceo of the council yeah um here it's it, it's not so it's not as direct and it's more centralized now i don't know how that would work out in practice but my own experience is that detailed input from cancers is i mean a lot of the time we're asking for things we don't we don't have the you can invoke some legal mechanisms to force uh, the cancer to do something but it's, it's it's usually it's by persuasion and um, asking nicely that we get things done you know um, and it's so hard i i think the most the most difficult thing in politics is you're all fighting the same fight it's just you know it's different things like everyone will benefit from a playground yeah it's just as you say, it's complicated. The system is structured in a way that might not benefit everyone at the moment. But for sure, like when I, I started full-time working there a few months ago and you, you, you do get a little bit shocked when you get taxed for the first time. And then my second thought was, oh, this tax is going to build a hospital or a playground or something eventually. So I think that if people knew where, you know, any of their tax was going, as long as it it's not that white water raft thing that they yes, yes. <laughs> But if you're getting value, you want people to get value for money, and and then and then let people choose between what their priorities are. Like you know, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, value for money. I, I don't think money should be just thrown around, and uh, sometimes it can be best spent by communities themselves. You know, and we do have community grant systems and all that type of thing. And I was going to say, I was just going to mention there. I mean, we we actually in in our council, there's a lot of common ground between the different parties because often the local things are not that controversial at all because often across the board everybody wants the playground and uh, I've been lucky in Dundrum where the seven cancers cooperate as much as we can to support each other to because very often all seven of us want the same thing so there's no point in not working together and it can be sometimes you can increase your influence by just saying look all, all of us want this and um, you know then put the pressure on. Well I just wanted to ask uh, we talked earlier about your interest in global warming and social justice and I'm just wondering for any young listeners that are living in Rathdown at the moment how do you think they could get involved in these kind of topics or even get involved in general in the Rathdown area? Well this is one, one of the problems in politics that you spend all your time uh, in political meetings and um, it depends on really what your interests are in terms of climate change there's so many different things that you can do that are connected with it in one way or another i mean you could be just you know working on an allotment and uh, growing stuff and all that i mean that's kind of quite green or developing your own garden and cycling but in terms of groups i mean there's uh friends of the earth and people like that there's a group called dunrum 2030 um, and if you have a look on the on the, the web or facebook they are trying to organize on a local basis in terms of the sustainable development goals which are environmental but also social and um, social and economic now the lockdown has kind of slowed down a lot of this type of stuff so that's something that people can get in touch with me or um, have a look online to find so the the idea there is that they would work with the uh, sustainable energy authority and try and funnel some there is a, a funding stream for local organizations to implement you know energy stuff and uh, other climate change related stuff so but yeah in terms of getting involved yeah so there's there's a couple of ideas there it really depends on what your interests are just getting involved locally it doesn't have to be specifically about climate change just getting involved locally starts to open up dialogue about things that you can do that are pro pro ecology pro social you know i've had 
people come to me about uh, setting up community gardens and things like that. And often residents associations want to do something that's actually environmental, be it planting trees or developing uh, their own area. Sports clubs, even sports clubs, some of them are quite environmentally conscious. They, they, they want to uh, make sure that their facilities are energy energy uh, efficient and all that. So, um, so often there's a dimension through the interest that you have already that you can just add on something that's a bit green i think that it's how you want to get involved you know like as you said cycling you could you know there's the park and ride on the lewis instead of parking your car you could park your bike or something you know and um, different ways to to cut your commute in half or yeah cycling to school or planting a strawberry plant during the summer and getting to know like what's in yeah. season and stuff like that you know from what we talked about earlier in volunteering with St. Vincent de Paul and different organizations it, it's all about you know having discussions with people and once you have discussions like oh do we like this in our community do we like that do we want to change something then that's really where you know things start things start happening as I'm sure you know but as people from the outside looking in maybe no matter what age you are it, it is kind of difficult to to find your own your own path into getting more involved so i think those are those are excellent ideas and the dundrum 2030 i i had no idea that was a thing but i'll definitely be looking that up after that sounds fantastic yeah they, they had an event a couple of weeks ago which i uh, i wasn't able to make but um well the sustainable development goals are an interesting framework because Ireland was quite involved in negotiating them and they kind of link up some of the different areas environment and social and it's a very global framework it's the successor of the millennium development goals and it's kind of a common language that's not part political or ideological for want of a better word you know issues with the fine print of it but um uh, yeah so the sustainable development goals um and they're and they're so broad you know you, there's so many dimensions to them that you could find you might find something that's of interest in terms of the planet i mean it's it's a lot to take on one's shoulders so i mean i i would never claim to be a saint or an exemplar i drive around my small petrol motor which i'm hoping to you know not replace until i have to I mean, part of the part of being green, I think, is being reflective. Going back to the start of the green movement, originally it was kind of less political and more uh, personally reflective. I think asking kind of maybe even deeper questions about uh, our uh, the things that drive us, you know. So maybe being green can be about being more quiet or uh, <laughs> less acquisitive. It doesn't have to be. Well, all I'm saying is, it doesn't have to be an extrovert activist thing. Green can be. Uh, a more reflective thing and for a lot of people it is you know there's a lot of people who've got very strong green values and and they're they're kind of quietly quietly implementing it and um i come across them on the you know i've come across them on the doorsteps and um, whatever whatever floats your boat it's not a um sometimes i worry that we i mean the name and ryan has said this a lot as well you know we don't it's not about people whipping themselves for being we're we're all polluters in this country i would say you know and um it's a collective it's a it's a collective thing we have to try and turn around as a society systematically and as 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 a globe. Only people should kind of it's it's kind of an awareness thing, getting in touch with your connection with the planet really, rather than um, turning it into a new uh, a new thing to beat ourselves up over. You know. Yeah. You know, that's making sense. Yeah. No, that makes a hundred percent sense. I think that I think there was another study I read about where if you get involved in one activity you know say for example you you start planting or you you start cycling then mm. you feel much less stressed about 
oh no, the world is, is heating up or climate change is happening. Because, you know, you're like, okay, well, I'm doing my small bit. I'll talk to others about it. And then, you know, we'll work on it together rather than, you know, just kind of being scared and not really sure what's going on. But as you were saying, like being green, everyone can be green. And it's kind of linking into the SDGs. Like a lot of people think that the SDG for climate action is, you know, that's that's it in its box that's climate action we just need to do that mm. but the fact is all the sdgs are climate action because like if you take i think the first one is poverty people are gonna get even into more poverty when it, it gets hot you know and the plants aren't growing or you know the waters dry up or there's too much water and you know people are affected and then infrastructure public transport and then health and you know justice and everything everything around us is climate action and the world in itself you know so as long as we you know make the little differences now we might come together in the future yeah no that's that's good thinking you're expressing it well there all these things are connected and it is a uh, sometimes it's an awareness thing and um i mean i'm as i say i'm no uh, i'm no paragon here but sometimes i when i reflect on my own um part of the problem let's put it that way like if you take the thing between mo- people when when you're driving your car and when people are on bikes i mean the whole thing is we have this impatience <laughs> which is really a little bit irrational you know sometimes you know i've had people complain to me and they go oh look there's there's a traffic jam because of that cycle lane or whatever and now we have to wait like two minutes at this crossing or, or there's too long for people to walk across the crossing, you know, and it's it's just such a bizarre. What is the what is the rush? This is a, this is all of us, you know. We are we're all, you know. I mean, I'm just I'm not judging anybody else, you know. I'm, I'm prone to this myself, but I mean, it's just so irrational. And in a way, we're for some reason when we get into these boxes, we're, we're uh, we become less human or something. Um, and the great thing about the cycle lanes and and walking is it's just everything is at the the right scale and. Uh, it's such a, a nice experience than just say you're in Dundrum Village or Blackhawk Village, just spending time. You know, if you take something like Dundrum Village, you're back at the scale of things going back a while when Vill- and I'm not trying, I'm trying not to be r- r- romantic about this, but it's all on a more human scale. You're more inclined to spend time and be more social and just more human. You know, you can still go on the bypass in your car and, um, I think these things are linked up, and um, I know the green. The greens have this reputation for being cyclists on or Finnegale on bikes or whatever it is, but it's genuinely um, things where we're making our public realm more uh, human scaled and more safe and uh, you know more accessible for children. You know, it's that's that's um, it's a win in itself. I mean, regardless of climate change and all that, you know, it's just um, more human and more rational. Um, and, and I think we treat each other better when, when we're kind of interacting at that at that level, you know. Like, especially in the cities anyway, it's so easy to get caught up in all the busyness that we're in, you know, working whatever it is, nine to five and, you know, going home and doing even more things and, and having a busy week and stuff. It's very difficult to stop for for a minute, even if it is at those traffic lights or if you're in the car looking at the bike, but I think if we if we do take that time to stop and you know just kind of reflect and think instead of getting angry at the cyclists I'm going to be grateful for the county council for putting those cycle lanes in you know <laughs> um, and then you'll yeah. be, you'll be mindful you'll go to work and you'll you'll be at peace and you'll be talking about bikes to everyone and the world's just a little bit better of a better place 
yeah i guess i'm what, what i'm saying is maybe the uh, the overall you know when you think about um i mean uh, i i find people having kind of ideological discussions about um capitalism and you know there are a lot of big discussions to be had we mentioned the sustainable development goals earlier on and there are some kind of very deep discussions about what has gotten us to this place as a species you know and um to some people it's you know they'll say oh capitalism is the problem and um i i and i used to be of that view myself you know and that's and i've been thinking about this for a while not all the time but um it was in the late 80s when a lot of these issues started coming to the fore and um i don't think capitalism is the problem you know i think we 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 are the problem you know you know it's too easy to point to a system outside of ourselves uh, i mean all capitalism is is a very efficient way to to respond to people's uh, desires and our desires are kind of infinite that's kind of your it'll but it's but it's sermon there so maybe that's the point i i was trying to illustrate there with the slowing down it's um we're, we're frenetically you know destroying the planet to fill ourselves up with energy intensive and uh polluting experiences and sometimes they're well you know do they ever is the hole ever filled you know <laughs> so now i'm not saying i don't like my uh, my hi-fi and uh, um you know i'm i'm quite pro uh, the productivity of capitalism capitalism in lots of ways but i think this is part of the part of the issue is the um this thing you know the growth there's a whole debate about growth you know i've come to a kind of a nuanced position on it probably the defining difference uh, between the greens and other parties is a different approach to growth and um as an economic measure i'm i'm kind of pro growth but that's as an economic measure that's because you know you're using it to count what people value what i'd be suggesting is that maybe we're valuing the valuing the wrong things if we can kind of move to valuing other things and then we put a price on them i mean the problem with climate change is that we haven't but this why i support a carbon tax it's put, it's putting a price on pollution and putting a price on ecology and that's not to reduce it down to something instrumental it's to say that we we value it highly um rather than just our immediate gratification so there's a big uh debate there which is wider than politics in itself it's kind of about what our values are as societies and some people phrase it as being anti anti growth and anti capitalism and all that i i wouldn't phrase it that way i i just i i i would phrase it as changing changing our values and therefore changing maybe then you start changing how you measure stuff that's that's where regulation comes in because it's hard to get put it on individuals shoulders but as individuals we can ourselves be part of the solution just by being less by changing our own values a bit i'm i'm not a purist in any of this at all like you know it's just about maybe changing the balance and um going towards less is less is, less is more to to to, to coin a, a kind of a cliche yeah for sure i mean it you know we have to grow we have to we have to build houses we have to you know make sure there's enough facilities but we also have to be aware that we aren't just building into nothing we're we're building into the future of many generations to come hopefully so as long as we say we build things sustainably and we grow sustainably then hopefully we'll be able to find that balance and have those facilities but also lower our carbon so we can achieve those goals i mean it's put another way i mean part of the um it takes something like the gender a lot of these things are related into an overall way of thinking so when you think about things like the gender pay gap like i would come at that a lot differently from other people because part of the problem is a whole 
structure of career that people are expected to follow uh, in order to compete with, with, with others. I mean, it is a very uh, male, traditionally associated with males, you know, it's this competitive thing where people work really hard over decades uh, and they kind of outwork each other, but they place such value on that domain that it, it's necessary to, you know, the four day week and stuff like that, if you, and, and basic income, I mean, all of these things won't work unless there's a change in how we value different forms of career and career structure and all that, and uh, and different forms of work in terms of market work and caring work. And uh, so that's where the idea of the basic income and all that, if you can see the link there between basic income and four day a week and productivity and growth, it's, tr- it's trying to get rid of this all or nothing thing where you're on a, uh, you're on an escalator uh, where, you, where you have to keep moving up, you have to have the bigger house and you have to invest to accumulate and um, there has to be there has to be some alternative for all that that doesn't um i don't know it doesn't crash the whole system you know um there you go thinking out loud <laughs> yeah absolutely i think that um we have a lot a lot to see in the future now and a lot to look forward to and you know the different kind of opportunities we're gonna create and we're gonna see happening you know through different bills and in the government and decreasing the gender gap and seeing like serious environmental hopefully sustainable changes and making sure our our ecosystem is safe and that there is social justice around Ireland not just in Rathdown. Thank you so much for joining me tonight it has been a pleasure getting to know you and what you're passionate about and hopefully we can increase the engagement in the people of Rathdown and people will reach out and join this Dundrum 2030 project because that just sounds amazing. Very nice to chat with you and uh, see your positivity. Perfect thank you so much for joining me Daniel have a lovely evening now take care. Take, take care Caitlin. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you're living in the Rathdown area and you would like to get involved, please feel free to reach out to me and you could be on one of our episodes. So that's it for today. Take care and I'll see you in the next podcast.